everybody, Carolyn here. So, a lot of times when family comes to Bree and I and ask us for some of our advice and we're listening to their blended family stories, it's always so hard for forgiveness and to overcome the hurt. And a lot of times some, I sneak in, but I tell you the time that Bree called the cops. And well, today, guys, y'all are hearing that story. You're gonna hear the time that um, the cops were called on our blended story, um, and the 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 dirty part about us, if you will. But it's how we overcome it, it's how we heal through it, and how we continue raising a child together. So sit back and enjoy today's recording of Blended. This is Blended, a family podcast with me, Bree, and me, Caroline, just two mamas who chose to make our blended family thrive. We share stories, pump up step parents, root for positive blended family dynamics, and through it all, we get to lead with grace, heal, learn, and grow. Jen Louise Coaching is a sponsor of Blended, and I, myself, Caroline, have been in coaching with Jen for a while now. I personally have grown so much while working with Jen. Each of us know that you go to counseling to talk about your past, but what do you do for your present and your future growth? Well, I'm here to tell you that Jennifer at Jen Louise Coaching is helping women across the world reach their goals. Jen is board certified, holistically minded, and has over 15 years of nursing experience. Jen prides herself in advocating for her patients. She is here to continue to advocate for you and your goals towards your health and wellness and reach what is most important to you. This is powerful and personalized coaching. Many times you're stuck in your own way and you don't realize it, but it takes someone that is trained to listen deeply and to ask the right questions to support you towards your powerful progress. Sign up for a free consultation today with Jen. Her link is in our show notes. Start challenging your mindset today with Jen Louise Coaching. All right, well, I will start uh, this one because this one's a episode that we have talked about for like eight years, um, but has also been one that is hard to record, and yeah. it's called The Day We Called the Cops. <laughs> or, yeah. That is a good episode, a title. And I say It'll the, draw them in. It's, I mean, and it's not as um, dramatic as it might seem. Like, um, Caroline assures me that this is common, <laughs> <laughs> that this is normal. This happens in blended families all over the town. Yeah. No, um, it is, like, one of those vulnerable moments that, like, um, I've thought about, I've sat and thought about for uh, randomly throughout the years. I'm like, what caused that moment? Like, what mm. escalated, you know? Um, and at the same time, justifying my, my moves, I guess. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and before, yeah. like, we dive in, Set I'll say, as I have talked to other blended families, um, and they're in, like, a really dark spot, I'll mm-hmm. be like, hey, recall the cops on us. And they'll be like, what? <laughs> I know. Never. <laughs> that happened to y'all? And y'all were here in this season of love and grace and all these things, and yeah, I go absolutely. We she had called some the cops. Dark spots first. Um, yeah, it was definitely um, just one of those moments we've talked. This it, today was the first time I got to sit down and talk to Caroline about my feelings about this too. Um, she's always mentioned this because it is a pivotal moment. It is a, one of those milestone highlight moments in our story, and um, 
I can acknowledge it happened, but I didn't have any other, like, I didn't know what to say about it. Um, it's kind of embarrassing because I feel like my uh, emotions were heightened. Mm. Um, I don't want to ever embarrass Ryan. I don't want Ryan to feel, like, embarrassed about the, the story. I, I don't think Cheyenne does. And I don't think, I mean, yeah, Cheyenne doesn't even know the story. So... Well, let's set the stage. Yeah, so, how do we paint this picture? Um, Ryan, I was living in an apartment in Charleston, and Ryan and I had just like rekindled our relationship, and he wasn't like moved in with me because we were looking for a place on our own. But I had roommates, and um, it was a Friday night. You were dropping Cheyenne off. I was away working, and you show up. And um, it was a weekend, and it was supposed to be, like, a long weekend. Yeah. Um, and Ryan was just hanging out on the couch with, I think it was my roommate. Was it Thanksgiving weekend? Well, so, I don't know why this just came to me. I don't know. Well, you said earlier, it had to been, like, the weekend of your mom's birthday. But I felt like... But that's also Thanksgiving. You, sometimes. Some years it's Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, so... See, we don't even it remember exactly. It had close because it was right after homecoming, which would have been November. Yeah. But what three day weekend? Exactly. That's why I'm thinking. Was it Thanksgiving and it was this year? And I needed him back. Or I needed her back before. Thanks. There yeah. was something with I. I was determined to have Cheyenne back by a certain time on Sunday, and Ryan was like, "Well, I'm can not I gonna have Monday. Yeah. Like, can I have Monday as well? Because I have a longer weekend. And I think he was like, "I don't have to drive back. Right. To I'm down here. Yeah. Can I just have this extra day? Which now this Bree sitting here is like. Bitch, like you should have just given him the tat, you know. But, but the other background portion is that they had gone for their divorce and all the paperwork, mm-hmm. and we were set up to um, go to court one morning to get our divorce finalized. And I get a call from my lawyer, and um, Ryan got a lawyer because we were doing this all on my me, my lawyer, and he was just signing the papers and agreeing, and so he didn't need representation. But the night before my court date, um, Ryan got representation. Well, and on the other side of it, yeah. I remember sitting at the restaurant that I was working at, and he was like, all right, well, I'm ready for court. Here's the stuff. And I was like, well, I want to look at it. And he was like, really? And here's, The divorce decree. Yeah, yeah, like, and here is the youngness. Like, y'all are yeah. so young. And here I am. I just graduated, and I had some business education, and just like a contract's good on a piece of napkin paper. If you sign it and I sign it, that's a contract. So I'm like, well, do you know what you're signing? Like, yeah. we need to read this. And I started reading it. In the state of South Carolina, we're gonna do an entire episode yeah. on the legal side, but um, it he was getting like the total minimum minimum amount that he could ever get. It was even crazy things, and that was like you can see Cheyenne. Um, on her birthday only if it falls on your weekend. So think about it. Your birthday only falls on a weekend yeah. once every five to seven years. Yeah. And, and we used like a it was like, template too. So yes, like, it was like, yeah. super, and it was nothing like that Bree did this to him. It was more of like, yo, this Ryan, this did you read this? South Carolina, yeah. And um, I was like, the way the holidays lined up, like I was like, I don't know if you really want this. And it, so yeah, he, he had a, an attorney and was like yeah this is and my reasoning for him and and you this is you can totally blame this on me now with him was like once you sign this it's so much harder to change it yeah um, Which we've seen in throughout the years yeah. so we have changed it yeah um, multiple times legally and really just metaphorically, metaphorically in a yeah. sense but um, 
and so that's something to learn along the the way in co-parenting it's not all it's going to ebb and flow it's not always going to have to stick by that paper but in the beginning having that paper was important yeah especially to us because we thought this is what we have to go by this is what we fall back on yeah Yeah. it was like anyways um so the tensions were high yeah Um, you were mad at him i was mad um hurt people hurt people i feel like that's my my favorite um (laughs) excuse (laughs) for past lives i guess um but you know we were just both very hurt um we were both very Cheyenne was our only the only good thing we had done in our lives mm-hmm. up until that point you know for both of us and how old are you I mean 21 yeah yeah like you yeah had I've had just to, turned yeah out. and I had done some great things in life like I oh, you know yeah. we were all we were living like great lives you had the military and stuff but I'm saying like that was our we both had Cheyenne and we're like this is the most important thing. We both had the jewel to the world. So we were fighting over who got it the most. Mm. So, um, and this was also, I love all these prefaces. Yeah. This was also the season in the world of like glorifying teen mom. Oh yeah. And, um, teen mom was on the air. Like on MTV. So many people's perspectives in 2011 mm-hmm. that's what year this was yeah um was like the mom has the rights like the mom yeah. the mom and and um, even the, what you're viewing on co-parenting at the time on mtv and stuff it was dramatic there was always a um an instigator there was always drama in the background there no you know, it was and we, they were parenting the way their generation of mm. split families and co- and co-parenting did and it, we've come yeah. to agreement i think in 2022 that they didn't do it always the right way you know right well and then ryan's background um of his co his parents uncoparenting <laughs> <laughs> um and you know ryan will will have an opportunity to talk about like what his background was and he felt like more than likely like he did have to fight yeah. for Cheyenne because that's what he was taught and not I'm not saying that he didn't fight for her but like not fighting in a kind way yeah he fought in the way that he was taught yeah or thought that was effective yeah um it wasn't <laughs> it it scared me it put me in the defense it put me um in a fight or flight mode I guess mm-hmm. you know and that's and you know, I think I think there's a lot of like the healing portion of this yeah. that we had a conversation about of off air was I think not a breakthrough moment, but kind of you felt that he was attacking you in a way of like I'm gonna get full custody. I'm going to take you for everything you have. I've got like yeah. I have this power yeah. over you. It really felt like. Okay, you can go be independent, but if you mess up, if you slip up, you know, I'm gonna, I'm getting my life ready over here. So you slip up, I'm gonna take her. Like it was, it was like a battle. Like who was gonna land on the moon first? Like who right. was gonna set up their life in a way that like they could take custody first? So what was that truth? Like uh, I'm gonna mess up my words here, but like was that a truth or a lie, or is that the narrative in your own head? It was definitely a lie, um, in my own head. And whether whether that was being fed to me through um, what I was observing on social medias or mm-hmm. MTV or from what I was witnessing in co-parenting um, situations in my life, um, I was being felt like I was being made felt like if um, 
there, I guess there's just so many different concepts that he could have been like, you're not doing this, this one circle right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're not doing this layer right. So I'm gonna take her and I'm gonna do better. Mm-hmm. And I was just so afraid mm-hmm. to the point of um, who I was dating, who was babysitting uh, Cheyenne, who was date in charge of the daycare. How many times was she getting sick at the daycare? Things like mm-hmm. that. I, I told you there was a babysitter. I. Um, was feeling a lot of tension between her and her husband and a fight was fights were looming and things like that and I was like I just divorced this situation I don't want her in this situation and I don't, and I don't want risk r- yeah I don't want Ryan to think that she's in, exposed to this you know even though we just divorced so mm-hmm. that we weren't exposing her to this now he's gonna maybe take her away from me because I'm exposing her to it in a different way like I was just right. so I was just so walking on eggshells all the time so this live and narrative that you had in your head mm-hmm. um, was kind of the breakthrough that we had earlier. Um, I, I like, I'm, I guess not breakthrough, but like the conversation that we yeah. had because the Ryan that I was speaking to at the time, mm-hmm. obviously wanted time with his daughter, but I never, like, he, I remember him being like, yeah, like she needs to be with her mother. She's mm-hmm. a girl. Um and but I'm gonna anytime that she calls I do remember one piece of the paperwork where it was like if you needed a babysitter that wasn't daycare yeah we had I still think of that right time to time yeah um and vice versa but like I don't know if we've ever like done that but like if I was like hey we're going on a date night and we had to get a babysitter if you were like hey can I come get her yeah or like like, we were always would have been like if it was more convenient (laughs) I feel like we would have applied that more often but it, I mean it never even really. now though like in a sense we kind of do it like if you're like hey we're going out of town you want to make our weekend this weekend oh okay yeah. you know it's kind of like yeah, that I guess true. but um so yeah we always lived across town narrative in your head is what all women feel yes and um in the flip I think on the male side they they probably feel that too in a way of like oh I'm sure I'm sure he felt it that way too yeah world for her so I can get her anytime I mean I always say, like, he sold his dream car because it didn't have seatbelts. Yeah. And, um... And then made the truck that he last... That he it bought with it last for yeah. 10, 12 years. Probably. But I still, like... I had a lot of animosity about that. I know. I was like, yeah. I never even got to drive in the cool yeah. sports car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, he saying. bought that car, like, a week before I met him. So imagine oh, that. yeah. If I met him one week prior, I would have never let him sell that car, and I would have always let him borrow my car to go get it. <laughs> the GTO would have still been in the family. Yep, it still would have. And it's driving around Newberry. We see it from time to time. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, man. That's got to suck. All right. So <laughs> you're driving up okay. to this girlfriend's apartment. Yes. Um, it's nighttime. It's nighttime. I feel nighttime. like that should be added in there. You're it's nighttime. You're already upset with him because he just canceled the divorce. Yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be divorced, and... Um, go to my mom's birthday party with my baby, and now I'm not divorced, and no, he gets to keep her for a long time. So I'm just like, I'm spiraling. I'm spiraling out of control. Um, and I, I would told you even this, like, um, even Ryan was like, this, we're not calling the cops over this. Like, the situation is not that dire. And I was like, no, it has to be on record because um, in the past, like, just having something on record like that worked for me and was and was in my favor and so I was like everyone's telling you to do that yeah so I think even my lawyer (laughs) right right so the scenario was she was dropping Cheyenne off uh, and you were saying I want to pick her up on Sunday right and And I know you just had gotten that apartment and you were working full-time and stuff but Ryan was like living and I don't know where he was living 
his home. He either had a dorm so or like, he lived on somebody's couch or bed. Like he was couch surfing or couch or. Yeah, so he had surfing. the house on Crenshaw Street and Newberry, but we had just gotten back together. We were trying to figure out how to get him moved from Newberry to Charleston. We were looking for a new place. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I still had, like, roommates and stuff. So, like, technically, he was, like, couch surfing yeah. like, my apartment, and we had a pack and play. And that always just made me super uneasy. Oh, because, yeah. You know, and so I understand unsafe. I now um, ha- should have given him more um, support or leeway um, in getting a life adjusted, you know, like, finding a place and stuff. Building. And building a, and um, being more fluid and ebb and flow with you know the child custody stuff with Cheyenne but again in the beginning I mean yeah, we're just we're so young yeah we were young we were out to hurt each other and um I thought I was protecting Cheyenne I thought Cheyenne's best interests were still the focus on this one mm-hmm. um because I just didn't like here I am I had a, a, a nice home that I had with a roommate and a boyfriend at the time Chase had moved in at the time and so I'm like I have a a good foundational home for her she has her own room she has her crib like she has a routine and here I you have like guys hanging out on the couch when I walked in through the sliding glass door and there's a pack and play at the end of the bed and I know that's so typical for like college kids getting started and I should have taken that into consideration but like for me it was no this should you should we should already have a, a home with children so, like, and when was the first so the first viral was probably like the atmosphere and then the second one was when he was like oh i'll drop her off on monday mm-hmm. and so you were ryan's like, little flippant attitude usually he's spicy <laughs> he's a little yeah um that so i'm sure that played into the way you know that when well, tensions went. were already high like both sides anxieties yeah. on drop-offs right this is yes. the reason why we decided not to live this life yes we did not want these anxieties but uh so yeah he was like trying to like talk you down and mm-hmm. who called you or chase i uh, not chase it was if it was me if it wasn't ryan it was me but i couldn't like i don't remember exactly so I think how when you were actually like physically on the phone with the cops that was when ryan called me at work it might have been. Okay, yeah. Because I do remember you were at work and you weren't too far. You lived uh, Yeah, I mean, I, we were just, I was a few miles yeah. up the road. So, I'll say the only parts that I know is, like, Ryan called me and was like, so, she's upset. She's she's going to call the cops. And, of course, my first, well, why? Like, yeah. Who did you punch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you but, do? But um, I would say the only thing that's different from what I remember in that story that um, he said, like, there was other people there. It wasn't just you and Chase. I felt like that cousin that came in from California or something. Like, there was another guy that he kept saying was there. But at the same time, like, I don't remember. Maybe the whole neighborhood showed up because the cops came Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> I just remember two guys at your apartment that night. Which one had to have been James, which is Liz's um, now husband. They have two kids. It's really <laughs> cool. Um, and then probably, like, a friend of his. Yeah. Liz and I were both working at the same yeah. restaurant. Um, and then I just remember, like talking him down on the phone being like um just remember what the goal is um remember like this is this and at this time you have to think this was 21 year old caroline um and i was probably more of just like don't escalate the situation stay calm and you'll get yourself out of this quickly yeah kind of thing so we hung up and then i didn't speak to him till till later yeah well and then um so the cop the police officers did arrive uh, I'm pretty sure they. This was not the first time they, that this had happened for oh, them. Even yeah. like, I just remember one of the cops was very 
um, handled me very well. Like he, he was just like, listen, I understand. Like you have every right to take Cheyenne and go tonight. Like, yes, you're right. Like, or be back and get, pick her up at the designated time, whatever it was. But I'm just letting you know in the future, like, it's just going to go so much better if you just let her be with her dad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like one of those things, like give a so, little here. Bless that cop be, that I day. know. No like, kidding. And who knew he was teaching me this lesson because like, yeah, give a little here. And, um, you never know, like this might show him that he can give a little later, you know, like right. that kind of exchange. And we mastered that exchange tenfold years later, of course. But, um, that was, I feel like a very first like pill to swallow too. Like, mm. Oh, this isn't just about my full power in this situation. Like this is a give and take. So another like pill that like we swallowed that day. So flip the cop that was talking to Ryan was like, where's your paperwork? Where's your, no. where's your child custody? Um, paperwork and he's like you know we I don't, don't keep it in my box back well pocket. no like, like we really we didn't mind. have it yet yeah that's true that's true we didn't have it yet oh and... that's right so it wasn't in paper and that's what we explained to the cop listen this isn't um cut and dry yet but this is what we are going to be agreeing to blah 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 and that's when the cop was like and he listen. told he looked at Ryan and be like she has every right right yeah. now to walk away with that child and you like in the state of South Carolina mm-hmm. they rule in the favor of the mother yeah and so that was Ryan's and Caroline's biggest lesson of like what we actually really wanted on the paper. Yeah. Because if this incident ever happened again, Bree had every right to walk away with her that day. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Um, mostly because I feel sad for other people who don't have the discernment to realize what the big picture is. And um, uh, conversations emotions get escalated all the time all the time and it can be over something silly who knows what a, a pack play at the end of the bed let's just say that. a pack play at the end of the bed um can upset a mother because they want their child to be safe right. and comforted and um but that pack and play at the end of the bed on the father's side could be like this is what i'm providing so excited right. like he like changed my whole bedroom around to just fit that pack and play. Like yeah. you didn't know that he exactly. moved my bed that day. Um, you know, it was like silly things. Yeah. And um <clears throat> I will say yeah. too, like in that moment I learned how sharp my sword was. I will I will say that. And I and I I'm almost a little embarrassed, like a little haughty to say that, but like that is a sharp tool to wield being the mom and have and knowing that you had that power and I was afraid of it from then on too I will say that so like knowing I guess that I had that to wield never made me feel better it was like okay get off your high horse we see the impact you have on Cheyenne's life and like now you're you kind of have to like give leeway to dad too you know and full circle of this conversation, like, from the beginning when we're talking about how you thought you had to be, like, on this tightrope and all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, like, y'all came from California. Y'all were married in California. Mm-hmm. And in California, actually, is a state that rules in the favor of the father. Yeah. So, if they were in another state and the cops were called, you it could have gone a different much, way. Yeah, it could have gone yeah. very differently. So... Um, that is what's different, and I actually think we should have, like, an attorney on here to talk about oh, this. That would be a good because, idea. Because um, another thing, um, y'all's divorce and that journey made me get a prenup with Ryan. Mm. And that can be on that attorney, like, why yeah. I did that. But um, 
Anyway, so I remember coming home from work and like his like we had Cheyenne. You ended up yeah, Cheyenne her. ended up saying that weekend. Um, and the police officer told him like you just agree like it's one less day, but you still have her, and so that's they but y'all did Sunday. Um, and and I don't think I got. Her. I think he did keep her that whole weekend. Did he? Because he I didn't. Go, she didn't come come to, Monday. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, you. and it's fine. Like I'm. I really Again, don't remember. I don't know. I don't, re- you know, how, how him having her the whole weekend could have changed our our lives, you know? It, it, we'll never know. But the life lessons the mm-hmm. that you we learned in that moment, like the, um, just the humility and humbleness in that moment, I guess. Right. That we learned. I think both. Well, like, learned, Cheyenne doesn't know and Cheyenne has never known that that cops are ever called so she'll probably listen to this episode and be like what I know but I do remember like so I came home from work I was prepared to come in with no Cheyenne and a broken yeah man and um there was Cheyenne and she was already asleep in that bag and play (laughs) and me like tiptoeing in and him just saying like I have to get this paperwork right because I, I have absolutely no rights and that's what started that journey for us of figuring out what exactly did we want on paper? Um, and I think that's how so many of everyone's family's anxieties. Yeah. Is fighting for that piece of paper. Yeah. Um, but at, it's, it's really hard. It's not black and white like the paper and ink that it's printed on. It's so great because I fully believe it is so important to have in the beginning. Um, oh, yeah. In any, I don't, I really doesn't, you, you couldn't explain to me any scenario that I don't feel like it might be really important to have it in the beginning and to follow it to a T in the beginning but it is also important to understand that how you can evolve it to make it fit and to continuously yeah and even though that you filed it 10 years ago and it says x y and z doesn't mean that in 10 years it's gonna look like you know a b c d e f g Mm -hmm. and I think we've done a really good job of showing that so here's the ultimate ultimate question She's like, what are you asking? What? <laughs> Do you um, regret calling the cops that day? Yes. Really? I would yeah. say no. I regret calling the cops because um, just like knowing the, your sides of the stories now, right? Mm-hmm. Like just knowing um, how hard he really was trying and how much his life would look different mm-hmm. from just moving that situ- just ch- changing that situation. Um I, I would have like, been like, nah, he'll, he'll get it. This will work out. You know what I mean? I would have stepped yeah. back a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I, I do rec- regret it. Be- and maybe it, it was good. Maybe it woke it him up. And it was, maybe it was a moment he needed. I don't know. I think you know? we both needed yeah. I think both of y'all needed it. Because, like, one, it really opened his eyes to, like, okay, there's certain specific things I really need to change. Yeah. And I think for you, you went from this massive place of fear to this place of like, oh, I, I like, I, yeah, I can't right. be in control. Yeah. Um, Do I want to be in control? No. <laughs> but like, yeah. I, I, no, I think every mother wants to be in control of their young child. I um, think it was just important that I had this moment and I, and it wasn't even that moment. It was maybe weeks later reflecting on it or like trying to justify in my own mind, like trying to piece together soon after, but it was just, I feel like I, that moment had to happen um, for 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 both of us to like make our our moment our our changes, you mm-hmm. know, to yeah it to was make our lives point. better for Ch- shy. Yeah. But I do regret it 
sitting here now because I wish there would have been another way to communicate it to Ryan. I don't like, think there would have been. I don't, yeah. I think that that happened for a reason. I'm and still sorry. <laughs> it, you know what? You're allowed. You can apologize and you can have forgiveness. Absolutely. I'm sorry are the proudest, hardest words for a human being to say. But they're like... I know. Don't you feel so much better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on the turn, if Ryan's around here, he'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm, me too. Yeah. You know, he, he still struggles with words, I'm sorry. I, we all do. Yeah. I know. Oh, totally. But, um, yeah, so Cheyenne, they fought over you, got the, the police involved. <laughs> there is a police report out there. Um, maybe we can try to, like, find it and Frame post it. it. <laughs> uh, so people, because I'm curious. Um, yeah, what it was written down, yeah. Um, but I I know there's another family out there listening to this being like, yes, I called the police mm-hmm. because I felt like I had to have something on paper, too. And I'm we're never going to get to this place of love and kindness and grace like y'all are because they just hate me so much for that. Yeah. Um, I would say Ryan never hated you for that. He, I think, saw from the beginning your fear mm-hmm. in that moment. And, I, you know, I don't even know, like, when we were, like, we forgot about it for uh, years. Yeah. Like, I hate thinking about it. Um, I love, I'm, like, fixated on it now, like, thinking about it now. But I hate thinking about it. Yeah, it was such, such a thing. A but time. I do remember just randomly one day someone was asking me, like, I will never get there with my blended family. And I remember being like, well, pretty call the cops on Yeah. Us. And then that was the day I think I'd text you, like, we need to, like, talk about this one yeah. day. And I probably would have never sat and listened to a podcast like this then yeah, because true. I was so fearful it would never get to this point. Or I could never mm-hmm. have even pictured it at this point. Like, yeah. this wasn't – yeah, maybe one day me and Ryan could get it long enough to, like – exchange the kid without you yeah but never (laughs) podcast with my ex-husband's wife best friend slash baby mom like i did like (laughs) who would have thought and i took a video this morning when you got here and i was wanting to like make a tiktok (laughs) and it'd be like when your husband's ex-wife comes to hang and play with you all day (laughs) i love it that's how i feel every time we get together all right thanks for uh digging deep and thanks for being vulnerable anytime There's no doubt everyone loves true crime podcasts these days. And there's a new podcast that you will want to add to your playlist. Murder Mondays. Host Nicole Simmons travels and interviews victims and families of murderers in South Carolina. She's a small town girl who's a wife and business owner. And Murder Mondays is a passion project for her. She brings you the facts and personal stories of the people affected by the most heinous crimes in South Carolina. If you enjoy true crime podcast, Murder Mondays is for you. Murder Mondays with your host, Nicole Cole Simmons, available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and other podcast players. Add Murder Mondays with Nicole Simmons to your playlist right now. So there it is, guys, the time that Brie called the cops on us. And I love uh, reflecting on some things in the past, and I challenge you to reflect on things in the past as well. If you connected with today's episode, please like, please share this podcast uh, to people you never know who's listening. You never know who might need to hear this episode of our um, healing through grace. Thank you all so much. Have a great week.